Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Jerry Morgan. She's the Chief People Officer at Intellin. Their LMS helps companies create and manage learning programs for their employees, customers, and partners. We'll talk about the rush to create AI-based solutions, how technology is changing the work of HR practitioners and HR in general, all on this edition of People Tech. Hi, Jerry. Welcome. Um, let me start with a sort of high-level question. What are your thoughts about this whole rush to AI that we're seeing now? It seems like an awful lot of companies are suddenly kicking solutions out into the market. It's kind of weird. What do you think? I I completely agree. There's a flood of information. My inbox is piling up every day. More and more vendors are highlighting the use cases um, that AI is offering. But I'm of the opinion that I'm embracing it. So I'm cautiously embracing it, though. I think that the risk reward needs to be carefully considered. Um, But It's an exciting time for business transformation, and especially for those that are working in the HR space, this is going to give us an opportunity to spend more time with the humans, which um, our jobs, unfortunately, not always had the right amount of time dedicated to that priority within our function. So I think that the AI-based solutions are going to free us up to spend more time creating personal relationships versus doing some of the task follow-up where we find ourselves spending a lot of our time these days. So what do you think the impact is going to be on on learning in general, but also on Intellum in particular? And and when I say Intellum, I mean your, your products to start. Sure. Yeah. So Intellum's also looking at how AI can be leveraged with our tool. Um, We have a team that's working on some exciting stuff that's dropping later this year. But one thing that we're particularly cautious about is leveraging AI to complete the education content from scratch, especially when your audience is employees and you're geared towards upscaling. There needs to be more involvement and strategic connection that. But I do believe that learning overall is positioned to greatly benefit from AI use cases. Um, There's a lot of great things that can come from trend analysis and skill gaps across the organization. Um, Just like Netflix recommending shows for us, that same application in the learning space recommending training to continue building on the course that was just completed, um, helping AI or using AI to help us with grading and rating of assessments, um, and providing real-time feedback in some content learning courses. So imagine a communication course or a presentation course, and you're delivering the presentation and you're able to get some real-time feedback and skill assessment by leveraging um, AI within that, Um, or even routing us training based off of our individual learning preferences and styles or what our career path is and what those career objectives are. So I think there's a lot of exciting application within the learning space. Um, One example with Ad Intellum is our reputation-based gamification. And so it's based on reputation, not just the completion of the course content. So we're not just rewarding learners with badges or certificates because you completed 
the course, it's rewarding learners with badges or certificates because of um, your skill level and mastery of that skill level. So that further supports strategies like employee engagement, growth and development, your succession planning, all with more objective-based assessments on where that skill level is today. Now, what about on the back end? Um, are you folks looking at the technology for inclusion into your products to give products new capabilities or anything like that? So in terms of our integration with other um, products, that is something that we're looking at and exploring. We don't have any um, partnerships that we're going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks, but it is something that we're always working on to see how we can improve efficiency as well as quality. So let me let me ask a slightly wider question, which is about you know HR in general. Obviously, AI is going to have an impact. What do you think it's going to do over, say, the next five years? How is it going to change the whole function? Yeah, that that's um, hard to predict at this point, but I I am pretty confident in knowing that our workflows are going to be streamlined um, thanks to AI. So uh, you know uh, we'll be moving away from those routine things that we focused on and allow us to spend more time on the people side. Um, today we're already seeing use of AI to help us with things like creating outlines and structure. So things like meeting agendas, taking notes job description templates, even basic org design, org structure, um, internal communications, all of that is um, helping to make us more efficient and, and um, create more capacity within what we do. Um, there's also going to be value and benefit from a research purpose. So identifying the best sources for various topics um, versus maybe some of the other criteria that Google's using today. But the power here is going to be all on the prompt. Um, and so really encouraging prompt development, skill development on this, as well as asking for the source. Um, so that's really highly important. Um, but AI is also going to help us summarize information. So it's that trending and um, analytical work that's going to take survey data, text information like 360 reviews, engagement surveys, and quickly decipher those top strengths or weaknesses of a person or a team, and taking away some of that time from us to allow us to have more speedy insights and dive into action planning and solutioning um, so that we're able to move quicker. You also see the same application outside of um, the HR space. So in call center um, areas, you're able to get uh, analysis on top reasons for calls or customer sentiment following net promoter surveys. So in, in general, I think we're all going to be more efficient and be able to have quicker impact on driving positive change within the business based off of what we're listening and learning through uh, various data analysis. Um, I think that is also going to evolve us as workers, just like COVID did. Um, we need to be thinking about better skill planning for the future as um, employers and HR teams. We need to start future skilling our workforce um, and, and acknowledge that there are some fears today, but thinking about what that future state is and being change agents to help lead our organizations, lead our employees through this. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. 
I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. You know, one of the things that um, the industry, you know, the people pushing AI products like to talk about is that uh, the AI technology is going to streamline work so that HR practitioners and other professionals, they don't have to do as much grunt work. They they can do more strategic work, deeper work. And I suppose that's it strikes me that that's probably true on paper, but I wonder if you think that'll translate into practice. Do you see the technology really tr- changing the way that these folks approach their work? Um, and do you think employers will really give them the extra time they need to do more things, or are they just going to lay a bunch of people off? I believe that it's going to help us be more efficient and automate some of the work so we can focus on other types of tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, where, where from a people and culture standpoint, I think this is a great opportunity to work with our organization and identify the things that people love to do so they can spend more time on that and less on the time that could be done with AI. So less time on those mundane tasks and more time on the critical thinking, strategic thinking, um, and focusing on advising especially in the HR space um, across the employee experience. So it it is going to free up that capacity for consulting, strategic planning, um, and innovation in the job functions, which will require us to shift our skills. Um, I don't believe it's necessarily going to eliminate positions, but the skills and talents will need to change and everyone's going to focus more big picture. Um, and approaching uh, situations so we're mindful and balancing local regulations and compliance regulations as they develop, because we're going to have to carefully watch this and and see where um, AI restrictions um, come into play that we need to be mindful of. But embracing the change is um, something that we all need to do. And it feels like, I think the future state for us is going to feel like we're doing less because we're so used to having a million tasks, this overwhelming checklist of things to complete. And our future workload is going to be more conversations than action. So it's going to be more about advice than the administrative work, um, more about what's in our head than what our hands are doing. So the best companies are going to provide more avenues for personal and professional growth and establishing meaningful goals for AI integration from an operational perspective. Now, you touched on this um, a a little bit earlier, but I'd like to ask a more focused question. You know, it, it, it seems to me at the same time that AI is making HR's life a little easier. It can also complicate it uh, in terms of compliance. Do you have, do I have that right? Absolutely. Yeah. AI is not all rainbows and butterflies. Um, We're going to need to consider the ethics and compliance um, issues. 
AI is known to create bias across various groups, gender, race, disability. Um, so really being cautious about how we're using it in performance management and merit increase allocations um, and the data that we're feeding into the tools biased. Um, also security is a big issue. Will um, personal information be exposed or customer information, proprietary information. So being very cautious about how we're using AI and what types of information that we're feeding into these external systems. You know, still too new to know where things are going to fall and land, but the um, IP related to the creative outputs that we're using um, AI to help us generate. And uh, the, the lower risk areas are where we're starting first. And so um, processes uh, like like the administrative tasks. So we're saying um, use technology for tasks or tech for tasks is how we're thinking about things initially. And uh, just remembering to prompt carefully. Um, I think last week, Fortune released an article um, about chat GPT. It went from a 98% accuracy of answering a simple math problem to 2% accuracy and all mm -hmm. about how that um, questions were, were being presented. Um, and then I think last week there was also a lawyer who cited two cases um, that didn't even exist. So making sure we check our sources um, and ultimately as we um, expand our policies and uh, in incorporate AI into the work that we do, we're going to need to develop standards. And so we just expanded our technology and acceptable use policy to include um, AI use. And so one big point that we're emphasizing there is reviewing and auditing the work that is generated through AI and being careful because at the end of the day, it's still a representation of our quality of work or um, the customer or the if you're in a customer facing role or the company and our brand. I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Um, you know, the wider business landscape is kind of interesting right now. Actually, it's kind of weird right now. I mean, there's there's back and forth about a recession, inflation, uh, the state of the labor market, all, all of these things sort of percolating. From your perspective, what should CHROs be most concerned about right now? So I think with all of the shift and changes, people in our space and HR, people in culture should be focused, I think, first and foremost on change management. And so that's such a big, broad um, area to be focusing on. If you were part of a layoff or reduction within an organization, you have surviving employee support that needs to be impacted. Um, if not all, this is all around us. And so um, news and media, it's hard to step away from some of the things that uh, you just mentioned. So these um, improving communication um, within the change management scope and being transparent or as much as possible to help create trust and confidence within the organization. Um, there's the things that we can control and then the things that are outside of our control. And so really focusing on those things that we can control around internal communication, messaging, and what um, the, the change plan is to support people 
in um, these moments of change if your organization is currently experiencing something like this. So we're doing things like increasing the frequency of our all hands meetings, um, having more intentional team gatherings, uh, employee engagement posts, threads and challenges, just to bring people together and strengthen that community. Um, also having open office hours so people can bring questions to you and more accessibility across the C-suite will help with those change management efforts. Um, this is ultimately going to lead to better employee retention, which is another area that um, our, our uh, profession is focused on right now. It's retention of those key employees that we have to be top of mind um, for us. And so those tenured employees that have the, the context and the history, the industry experience, um, we have to make sure that we have strategies in place that positively influence retention. Um, so those areas are looking at your comp and benefits programs, making sure that our practices support employee well-being, um, and evaluating our talent management strategies with an emphasis on workforce development. Uh, I think diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging initiatives should be also top of mind. Um, Qualtrics just recently um, released a great article on best practices for creating an inclusive workplace. And um, I really appreciated some of the uh, techniques that Airbnb have in integrated into their culture. So um, just continuing to make progress and being mindful of those inclusivity goals and establishing a strategy around that would be another recommendation for things that we're focused on. And I think the best employers are spending time uh, improving their culture in these areas. Yeah. You know, the pandemic um, gave CHROs uh, a lot more visibility than they had. And supposedly, they've also got more influence than they did. And I'm wondering what your experience has been. Have the dynamics of your job changed since the pandemic? I, I agree with that. Yeah, our function um, was looked to as the business leader to help respond and navigate during COVID. And I don't see that seat at the table going away. Um, we're proving that the power of what our function can do and help it can act, how it can activate an organization um, and improve business results when we focus on people and culture initiatives. The bottom line is um, improving and that transformational innovation and growth is possible when you have a passionate and highly engaged team. Um, so that's where we're adding value and helping to connect those dots um, with people across the business, being able you know, ready, willing, and able to support the uh, growth strategy. Um, tasks, you know, where I'm spending my time is more on the executive and operational advising. So our role is very much more growth-minded and transformational than in the past, where it's more compliance or, or policy-focused. Um, and uh, this is a really great time to be working in the HR space. Um, there's been an increased expectation for us to play the role of business transformation agents, um, growth catalysts, and um, it's really pushing me to spend more time on enhancing my overall uh, business acumen, understanding finance, technology, and business operations, because I'm in conversations where I'm advising these team members and helping to evolve um, the next level of people practices, looking more strategically across the organization. Jerry, thank you very much. It was great to talk with you, and I appreciate your stopping by, and I hope we'll talk again. 
Great. Yeah. Great to meet you, Mark. Thank you. My guest today has been Jerry Morgan, the Chief People Officer at Intellum. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcast.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.